What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Styles Files. I am your host, Alan Styles, and welcome to another episode. I'm doing things a little bit differently today. Uh, we have a new friend of the show, Julian McWilliams, Temple alum. We went to school together, and now he is a beat writer for the A's. Very excited. He's going to stop by, talk to us a little bit about uh, the A's past season, their present, what's going on in the offseason, and the future. Kyler Murray, the new stadium, all those good things. So I'm very excited about that. Before we get into Julian and all the great stuff he has to talk about the A's and just being a journalist, I wanted to tell a quick story. Um, So I go to this bar in Oakland and basically it's a pretty hoity-toity bar, you know, $13 drinks, things like that. Uh, You know, me and my girlfriend just went there for just to enjoy one drink. We knew we weren't going to, you know, get multiple there, get drunk there, whatever. So, you know, I go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, babe, I got to go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom. Both doors are locked, right? Both doors are locked. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And I see, you know, a cook come out of one of the bathrooms. He comes out of the bathroom. He's all flustered. He's like, um, you know, uh, you know, somebody, uh, somebody peed on the, on the toilet. And, um, you know, I got to wipe it up or you got to go. Um, are, are you doing a one or a two? I was like, uh, what? I'm like, I haven't been asked like what I'm doing in the bathroom like since I was 10 years old. And this stranger is now asking me and I'm just like, uh, number one? It's like, one, why are you asking me that, dude? It's like, it's a bar. Like we expect, we don't expect like everything to be perfect. Sure, it's nice, but it's not a five-star restaurant. And number two, the last thing I need to know is that a cook is the one cleaning the toilets like come on needless to say we only got drinks there we did not get food there that's why i'm not naming this bar but um i had to tell that story before we get into some hardcore baseball talk uh julian is here with me on the line and we are really excited to you know just kind of catch up and talk about the future of the a's and what you know the the surprising uh, awesome season that they just had so let's get right into it Okay, everybody here on the Styles Files, I am here with a Temple alum with me, Julian McWilliams, who is now uh, the beat writer for the A's with The Athletic, uh, you know, one of the hottest, Julian, what would you say? The Athletic is one of the hottest up and coming, um, I guess, what is it, like a digital newspaper yeah, at this ba- point, right? Yeah, yeah, basically, it's like a, it's like a digital, digital subscription-based site where, like, you know, you get, like, premium content so it's not necessarily like your day-to-day you know what i mean like beat writing stuff it's kind of like the in-depth stuff whether it's like analysis uh like breakdowns you know uh like feature stories whatever you're good at that's that's kind of what it caters to so it's, it's it's definitely good for the people i think for for people to get a subscription i definitely think it's worth it yeah i definitely um I've heard some I've heard some things. I know when it got big, it really kind of shook up the industry. A lot of people, yeah. you know, it's it's almost like I would almost liken it to like when Uber and Lyft came out. You know what I mean? Like all the normal yeah. taxis were like pissed off. I feel like all the typical newspapers were like a little upset when the athletic just like rolled up and we're like, "Hey, we're here now and we're doing it better than it's been done before." You know? Yeah, I mean, like, because you got to think about, like, the establishment of newspapers been around for a long time. And granted, like, I came from the newspapers, too. So, like, I'm a newspaper guy. So, like, I have so much respect for newspapers and stuff like that. I just think there's, like, also a different way that needs to be needs to have it. Like, there's a different way it needs to be done at certain t- times. Like, 
you know, like nobody really wants to know what, you know, the game is doing what's going on in the game or what happened in the game. They can just get it on their phone or something like that. But, you know, obviously there's still a market for that because, like, you still have some old people around. But, you know, I think I think it's going to just have to be a way. This is just kind of like a blueprint for the way that newspapers have to change or else, you know, it's gonna, they're going to eventually, you know, go under because I think, you know, that's, it's just important just to have content out there that, that really matters, you know. So, and not saying that newspapers don't matter. I just think that, that uh, you know, it's just going to have to get to a point where, they do things maybe a little bit differently. Right. Right. And I and I think that's also interesting because when you look at the sport, right, you write for the A's, which is baseball, and as we all know, baseball is, you know, has some of the older demographics watching and kind yeah. of following. So I'm curious if um, you know, maybe those fans have been a little uh less excited, let's say, to make that switch. Um, as opposed to like the NFL fans and the NBA fans, you know it's been interesting, man. Like the 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 only the only backlash I actually got because like you know how you Bay Area people are like <laughs> they're like very very like they're kind of like Philly people, right? Like they're right. very territorial about like where they're from. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah, I'm from the Bay. What's good? Like you know yeah, like, you know this like this is my house. Like same way Philly people are like. So when I was first hired, like the only backlash was like yo, this kid's not from here. Right. You know, which I understand, which I kind of get. Like, it's like, yo, like, what does he know about Bay Area sports? Like, mm-hmm. you got to come out and, like, prove yourself. So that's kind of, that's that's kind of the, the, the only backlash that I got. But, like, once, once, I, once I was hired, like, it seemed like people, like, were really down with, like, the movement of, like, wanting something different. You know what I mean? Like, and, like I'm not, like, a real big analytics guy or anything like that. So I'm not going to give you that. Like, you know what I mean? I'll just give you like breakdowns or like you know the real like you know just like what's happening in the game kind of thing like kind of what's you know the game within the game so i think that's the kind of what i brought and i think once i once i found my voice and found my voice in that i think people started to appreciate it a little bit more because you know you guys are like just really really authentic people and just right authentic stuff so you know i try to be as authentic as i could be to myself so i think people really caught on to that um, um, once I actually found my voice, but you know, I but I really do think they really wanted something different, and um, I think that's what the athletic was providing. That's why, that's why I, I kind of try to live up to as well, you know. Exactly, exactly. Look, yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Us Bay Area folk, you know, we uh we're not particular at all. You know, as long as you come up here say, talking about what's up, bruh, you will be accepted yeah. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's all good stuff, man. Yeah, you're doing great work for them. Uh, again, you know, like I tell people, fellow Temple alum, and as I used to tell people when they asked where I went to school and they may not have heard of it, I'd say, yeah, that's where Bill Cosby went, but I can't oh, really say that yeah, anymore. Stay away from that so, right so you have, you know, you're carrying the torch now. I'm going to say uh, that's where Julia McWilliams went to school, man. <laughs> man i get this i get the same thing but like people like snap on me now it's like oh like oh that's a school school college you went to huh and i'm like uh yeah yeah uh, let's, it's let's like move on from that one exactly it's like did he speak at my graduation <laughs> yeah but let's just you know, move forward mine too. <laughs> I graduated 2013 and I was like I was like man what an honor Bill Cosby speaking my graduation I'm like oh man I was bad I know my mom was crying now she's crying for different reasons right <laughs> <It's> crazy <laughs> 
All right, man. Well, let's get into some uh, let's get into some A's talk. You know, I got a couple buddies that are fans that want to know some uh, some of the ins and outs. All right, let's start with this past season. Were you surprised? And I think I I kind of know the answer to this because I follow you on Twitter and just um, you know kind of your tone and how the season kind of went about. But you know, just for everybody else, were you surprised at what the A's did this last season? Um, and with that being said, what player do you think surprised you the most? Man, heck yeah, I was surprised, man. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, they did not have, like, a like a number one starter. I mean, like, we have, like, I mean, Sean Manaya was good, but, like, this dude was pitching. Dude, this dude was pitching with a freaking torn uh, shoulder for yeah. like, the whole year. Yeah. Like, and like he was like, and like sometimes he was like down to like eighty six miles an hour, and like was getting people out. Like, what in the world is going on here? Right. And like, but like, and then you have like Edwin Jackson, like who's who's the homie, by the way. I love Edwin. Like Edwin's a good dude. Is so he like, the one in your? Is he the one in your Twitter profile picture? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I yeah. thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, he's like he's a great dude, man. But like he's had like he had like all of a sudden like this like resurgence here, and it's like it looks it's like a great story. Like, but it's like. Nothing you can really predict, you know. Like they right. had like four, like they had all these pitches go down. I think they had like fourteen different starters throughout the whole year. Like that's crazy. That's like, that's they crazy. Put together, yeah, they couldn't put together a rotation. So it's like when you see them winning like that, it's like all right, like it's June, like you know, what I mean, like this is slow down a little bit. Like once it gets to July, and July came around, like, oh, it's still July, like like oh, whatever what's going on like it doesn't matter yeah and then, like august came around they got through august and you're like but like once they got to august like yeah like it's so all days of summer now like their pitching is gonna wear down they gotta get into september and it's like oh crap these guys got into september and like they're like six games ahead of the mariners like what the heck is going on like they're yeah like they're in prime position for a wild card spot so, like once they got to like september and then they had they were able to have like all those had to like had bring in all those reinforcements like their their uh, September call ups. Then I was like, oh crap, man! Like this team is gonna do some things. Like they might they're gonna make the playoffs, right? And you know it's so interesting because like everybody was like, uh, you know, oh you're from New York, you're a New York guy. Oh, they're gonna play the Yankees. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I don't give a crap about the Yankees, either. right? Like, yeah, like it was like once like once that mystique is all gone. But it was pretty cool being like a Yankee stadium and all that stuff and like. And it's just a different different atmosphere there in the playoffs. So it was cool being there as a reporter and as journalist. But man, I was like surprised. I don't know. And it, like, and then the player who kind of surprised me the most was, I guess, I mean, I mean, where do I start? I mean, I guess I, it sounds crazy, but like from the offensive side it was like Matt Chapman, right? Because it's like, right. I mean, like I knew he was good, like great. I knew he was great defensively. But I didn't know he would have that type of season offensively. And I kind of, like, underrated him at that point. He kind of shut me up. So it's like, you know, I mean, more props to him because it's like, I mean, he, he did his thing, man. Like, and he's, he's such, like, a – man, I, like, I've never seen anything like him, on, like, defensively and then offensively. He has such a great year. It was, it, was, it, was such, it was a great sight to see. And, you know, I'm happy for him. He's, he's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think everybody, I just didn't know because collectively, right, if you're on the outside looking in, uh, you know, honestly, I'm a Giants fan. I'm Giants Raiders. You know, I get made fun of all the time, but I have a, uh, I have an actual reasoning for why, you know, I've said it on the podcast before. Um, 
neighbor of ours had season tickets to Raider games. Mom worked in the city, so she got tickets to Giants games. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. It's pretty cut and dry. But I have no ill will towards the Niners or the A's. You know what I mean? When I was in, right. uh, when I was at Temple, I remember you know, roommates laughing at me because when, or, you know, kind of yelling and laughing at me because when the Niners and Ravens were in the Super Bowl, I wanted the Niners to win. And people were like, well, as a Raider fan, you know what I mean? Shouldn't you want the Ravens to win? It's like, I have no connection to Baltimore. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather yeah. like, the, and the Raiders ain't winning anything anytime soon. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's still good for the Bay Area. I mean, I work in the city. Um, so yeah, it's always interesting how people kind of take that, uh, you know, take that approach, whether you're, you can be for a city or for an area, or you have to, you know what I mean? Draw the lines. Like if you like the giants, you have to hate the A's. It's like, I don't though, you know? Yeah, man. That's, that's so, that's so interesting though, because like people seem like to ride it down for the teams out here, man. Like, it's like yeah. I know A's fans that like hate giants. Like they, they hate the giants. So oh like, yeah. Yo, like where where is that? Where does all this malice come from? And it's it's, it's crazy because like it's the other way around. It's like. The Giants don't really think about the A's. It's ex- exactly. It's the little brother thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, you know what it's similar to? I think it's similar to like referencing back to Temple, like how everybody gets really juiced up. It's like for the Penn State game, like that's not a rivalry, right? Like exactly. we get exactly. really pumped up, but I, I think Penn State doesn't like losing to us, but I don't think it, they're getting juiced up like we got the Owls today. Come on. <laughs> it's not circled on their calendar like we got to get these guys um but uh talking about yeah man but talking about the raiders do you think you know basically i kind of put these two a couple of things together do you think the raiders leaving has formed like more togetherness around the A's community. And I say that because they launched this in 2017. They launched the whole um, Rooted in Oakland campaign. And it was, I, I, I thought it was brilliant. And I kind of looked mm-hmm. at it as A, a dig at the Raiders, which was obvious, and B, a dig at people like me who technically, you know, I grew up in Concord, California. It's closer to Oakland than San Francisco. Now, I told everybody my reasonings, but even so, I think it was really brilliant because it made people, you know, it gave them some, like, camaraderie in it within like staying, you know, with Oakland. And obviously it helped during a time where people were, you know, very emotional in a way uh, with losing the Raiders. For sure, man. Like that's, that's, that's me. I mean, you probably know better than I do. Right. You're, you're from here and all that stuff. So like just from, from, from an outside person looking in from like, you know, just from being from a different place and seeing it, I think it definitely did like, you know, strike some chords that the, that the Raiders are absolutely leaving. Like that, that absolutely struck some chords. And then, just the fact that the A's came along and did that, I think it, I think it meant a lot. I think it meant a lot to the people that are actually from here. But then I think it's also trying to get them to buy into the A's as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because like, because like you go to the A's game on a on a on a Tuesday night, like dude, it's like there's like six thousand fans there, bro. right? Like, and I'm talking about six thousand, seven thousand fans, like eight thousand fans, maybe ten thousand fans, like, and you're playing Houston, like. You're playing the defending world world champions. You can't get like fifteen, twenty thousand people in the seats, like right. on a Tuesday night. That's kind. Of, I don't care what's going on. Like I don't care if it's like Monday night football, Tuesday night football. I don't. I don't care what it is. Oh, the Warriors are playing in the in the in the in the playoffs. It's like, bro, like you should be able to get like ten to the fifteen to twenty thousand fans in the seat at least. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I think I think that kind of slogan is kind of told them like, yo, we're here to stay. 
like we're here we got you all's backs open and i think the uh the president has been like really really like adamant about saying like yo we want to root ourselves in oakland you know i, I wrote a, i read a story written by marcus thompson uh and it was talking about like uh you know marcus he's from oakland you know he's born and raised like he's like he's like east oakland till he dies oh yeah like, he's like I mean, he's like super oakland but he, was, he wrote a story that was talking about how like once they got once they got like played by the Laney College site, like think about that, bro. Like they lost out to like they lost out to a site for like a bunch of students. Like yeah. that's kind of crazy to think about. Like yeah. a student and like a Division two school, like VAs couldn't beat on getting like a new stadium. Like that's kind of right. crazy to think about. So like, but like once they lost out on that site, like they started going around like talking to different like people that were actually rooted in the community, like. Yo, what do we need to do? Like, what 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 would you guys want? How would you guys want it? How do we make it so we just not like we're gentrifying the place? Like, but we can just like add to it. Like, what can we do? And like, so Dave Cavill and like Taj Deshonbe, who he wrote about, um, who's like the executive, who's the executive, who's a external. Ex- I don't know. He's like vice president of executive affairs, something like that. Right. So he's like he's a black guy. Uh, he's from Oakland. Like he, you know, he came back to work in Oakland because he was really adamant about you know getting the stadium up and going so it's basically been him and dave getting it going man and like you know and and that's the whole kind of whole slogan that that taj came with with dave was like yo like nah like we need to be like rooted in oakland but rooted in oakland like we're in a way that we're not gentrifying it or taking away from it but adding to it so i think that whole rooted in oakland thing uh you know it really struck a chord with you with a lot of bayer people because people from bay, from the bay from oakland are so prideful man like, right and if, and if you show that like you're authentic and you're you're proud to be from there i think people will gravitate towards it so the a's i think this is the a's last shot to prove, man like yo like we're here you know we want to stay and you know just to kind of see what happens man but i think that was definitely like you said like the, the smart slogan the smart kind of way to go with just trying to see if this can work yeah yeah no definitely um and and, you know obviously when you talk about the a's you know not being able to fill up the seats we know that's that's beyond the the a's do have a problem but i think mlb has a problem right like when we're watching when i'm watching espn in a cincinnati reds game i mean it's just depressing you know what i mean uh so they need (laughs) they need to figure something out just in general um but with that being said looking towards the future on the flip side now, you know, what was the feeling, you, uh, at least with everybody that you talked to, the people that follow you and things like that, when the plans for the new stadium uh, w- were revealed? I mean, everybody's pumped, man. Like, that was, like, one of my best, like, red stories of the year. I yeah. Mean, everybody's been asking about that. Like, like, like you know, every time in the comments, like, hey, any updates on the stadium? And it's like, I was like, dude, I, I don't know. Like, I, I really, I legitimately don't know. Yeah, it's like, like 2023, I, man. Like, what do you want? Like, like, it's like, it's like, it's like, dude, you got that tree house in, in left field. Just go out there and, and sit down and just, just have a drink. Yeah, you got I, a couple years, man. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on with the stadium yet. So, like, nah, but like, obviously people, like, I mean, want a new stadium because, like, that stadium is dumb, man. Like, yeah. you know, you've been there. Like, it's, yep. it's like it's like the worst stadium I've been to yeah. like, in my life. So like, I've never, it's, it's I've terrible. I've never been to the Dodger Stadium, but I heard that that one is like pretty darn close, which is really surprising to me. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so like that. Like I don't know, man. Like I think I actually thought Dodger Stadium. Like they have like one elevator that goes to the like ninth floor, mm-hmm. and like it stops on every floor. And right. It's, like it's, so it's kind of like the Coliseum in that sense. So like, yeah. I don't know. Like there's like this nostalgia around Dodger Stadium that's like uh, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like that, dude. I, I, I like I've never like when I walked in the stadium at uh, like at, at the Coliseum, like the chicken tenders were cold. Like, I'm like, man, like, <laughs> yeah. Like what is going on here? Like this is like feels like school lunch. Like are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Like, meanwhile, meanwhile, like, the Giants got like crab sandwiches. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Like, did you see that tweet that they put out uh, uh, like two weeks ago? I think uh, Ann Killian, who writes for like Chronicle, she wrote like that they found like two dead mice in the. Uh, in the in the uh, in the vending, not the vending machine, the soda machine in the press box. Come on, man! It's just like tales from the Coliseum in this episode. <laughs> it's crazy, man. <laughs> so, like, obviously, like people are pumped to get a new stadium, man. I mean, and rightfully so. Like, you guys, they deserve it, man. Like, they like the Oakland fans that are stuck stuck around. Like, those are true fans. Like, they deserve a stadium alone. Like. You know what I mean? So right. Hopefully, hopefully this happens, man. Like it's gonna. It seems like a two-part deal, where it's like they're gonna need to build have one to build the other. So it's like they're gonna need to build up the you know the, the places around the Coliseum to be able to fund the stadium downtown. It's like it's a lot of stuff that goes into it. So we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I know they still have to get like some type of okay from the area where they want it to be built. So definitely keep yeah. an eye on that. And I just, you know, I'm just praying it goes through because I don't think the city of Oakland can handle another, you know what I mean? Let down like that, but we're going to think positive. We're going to think positive. Exactly. Um, so staying with the future and I, ha- you know, I shot you a, a tweet about this, the Kyler Murray thing, man, I, I am just, I'm getting more, more, confused by the day so i did some reading on it and let me know if this sounds correct basically from what i've read essentially i can't i can't tell based on what i've seen if it's the first round if it just has to be the first round or if you need to be a top pick to essentially make back the money he'd have to give to the a's if he actually chose to play football, which I think would be a mistake. But um, yeah. what is, what? how are people feeling about that? Why the heck did the A's, not necessarily why did they agree to this, but is he really, uh, you know, I've seen him take batting practice a couple times. You know what I mean? But is he really that good? Or do they think he has that much upside to take a chance like this? Because it really is a chance, especially for the A's with the way they handle money. If it's the Yankees, it's not that big of a deal. But for the A's to take this chance, it's very interesting. Yeah, man. Like, and I think that's like, this is like the biggest gamble they've they've taken, man. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's like this kid really, like, the last time he really played baseball was like, I guess high school, like for real, for real. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. like, you know, and, and like, I had a friend who was a scout in, in, in Texas and was like, yo, like this, like I had this kid in the first round, like out of high school behind Andrew Benatendi. And I was, and you know what I mean? Like I had him in the first round, like he's that, he could be that good. Like right. he has that much. He's like, he's like, they said, he's the best athlete on the field I've ever seen. That's his quote. He's like, but the question is how committed is he? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And so like, and so like, Basically, they had him the first time out of high school, and he said, nah, I want to go play football. You know, went to yeah. Texas Tech, like, where his dad played football. 
you know, didn't I guess he had a problem with the coach I heard, and then like you know, their dad didn't like the coach, so they transferred him to Oklahoma, and then he's Baker Mayfield's backup. And I think the whole thing with A's was like, yeah, like we'll take this kid in the first round because he went because he because he went to Oklahoma, played well there. And I spoke to another an A scout who was like, yo, like this kid is so freaking dynamic on the baseball field. It's like, yo, like I. I Somebody needs to grab this kid. Like he's he's that good. But the question is always just his commitment. But he's sold on like, yo, I think he's committed. I think he's committed. I think he's committed. But that was before he became like a Heisman Trophy candidate, right? Yeah, like, and he won, before, and he won. Yeah, that was before he became like a freaking like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. That was before like the guys like you know like his teammate Baker Mayfield, you know, mm-hmm. smaller guys were having seen some success in the NFL. So, you know, and, you know, like, he's kind of looking at that and saying, like, okay, like, I put up this crazy year, my Oklahoma defense sucks, and I had to basically score, like, each time down the field, which I did. I was putting, like, winning, like, 56-49. Right. I mean, I had to do stuff like that. Huh. You know, maybe I can do this football thing. I know I'm small, but, like, the position has changed. Like, maybe I can do this football thing. And honestly, like, they, apparently, I've spoken to some people from Texas. They're like, "Yo, like this kid never lost in high school. Like he's he's arguably the best quarterback to ever come out of the state of Texas. Like you know what I mean? So it's like, so football has kind of always been his first love. And like when I talk to him, like I talk to him at the Heisman thing, mm-hmm. like I gathered those thoughts where it's like I gathered that thing where it's like, uh, like I think I think this kid really loves football. Like you know what I mean? Like it right. just feels like he loves football. It just yeah, like, it seems like from just, just what I've seen and heard, it seems like football is his love, but he's always been really good at baseball. Exactly. Bro. Yeah. I, I, I wish I had that. Like, but, yeah, yeah. It's like, hmm, what do I want to play today? Like, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like picking out your clothes. Like, yeah. Yeah, which All-American do I want to be today? Yeah. Right, like so, it's like, but it's at the same time as like, yo, like you have four point six mil. I like, I saw, I saw Romani Jones like say something interesting. It was like on on ESPN. He was like, he's like, yeah, he has four point six million dollars that are given to him, basically giving to him from the A's, right? Right. But if he goes and plays football, like, okay, he could maybe be able to get four point six million dollars, but like, it will be like with brass knuckles. And like with a brick, yeah. and like somebody beating him over a head constantly with the four, but like here's yeah. $4.6 yeah. million dollars. Take this money, but right? Like, it's yeah, like, yo, like, like you know what I mean? So it's like, but, I, but like the fact that matters, I think he wants that. I think yeah, he likes and that, look, let's like, not let's not. Let's not play ourselves, right? You played baseball. I played baseball. We all know yeah. that the bright and this goes all the way to the to MLB and the NFL. The bright, like the 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 swagger and the bright lights and the lifestyle that comes with it. Even though you're a professional athlete in both regards, like that show HBO Ballers, they would never make a Ballers about like MLB. Like that would never yeah, they, happen. They, like they, they you know they made. They made that show like a day. I think it was like a day in the life of MLB, and I think it got canceled after like one. Season. Of course it did. <laughs> they all just go home to their families. It's 162 games. I don't got time for anything else. <laughs> Gosh. Like, so like we get it for 162 days. Exactly. It's like, dude, this you know. So look, it's a crazy like we like you know like you said it is uh, a crazy 
problem, if you will, to have. He took the picture, the Bo Jackson picture, uh, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people felt some type of way. I'm like, look, I mean, well, I don't even know if his plan is to play both. Like, I don't know anything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know anything either. Like, I think he has like till Jan, like he has January 14th to see if he's gonna like go like to like see if he's gonna declare for the NFL draft. Right. So that's gonna be an interesting day. But like, honestly, it just seems like yo, he's supremely confident. Like, I remember like, and which is good. Like, you know, I mean, I I love it. It's a great thing. But I remember asking him at the Heisman, like, yo, did you expect to be here? Like, when you were sitting at the podium, uh, you know, uh, signing your Oakland A's contract. And like he looked at me, and he was just like, with like a just like a straight face, and was like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what happens when Baker Mayfield is your freaking mentor. I know, right? <laughs> I know. So like, we'll see what happens. Like another interesting point, man, is like his dad was drafted in the eleventh round by the Milwaukee Brewers, right? Right. He took that money and went and played a summer with the Milwaukee Brewers, stunk it up, and was like, "Yo, screw this, I'm going to play football." Left and quit, basically quit after that summer, enrolled in Texas Tech as a football player, and collected the, the total amount of his $35,000 signing bonus. The wow. Bruce took him to freaking court and were like, yo, like, this kid needs to give this stuff back because, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, he, he, like, he didn't, he didn't fulfill his yada, yada, yada. Yeah. He didn't fulfill his, his, his need, his, his need, he didn't, he didn't fulfill his promise. And they were like, nah, like, Basically, like, you guys gave it to him up front. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it is what it is. Like, it's his money, you know, now. Like, wow. And so, basically, he played football for all those four years, became a Texas Tech legend in football. But, like, when the collective bargaining agreement came around again, his dad apparently was the reason why they changed the collective bargaining agreement to saying, like, yo, you get your signing bonus over a period of time and not when you fall just in one lump sum. And that was back in the 80s. So, like, right. Think about that. And, like, now his son is kind of in the same situation. Yeah, there's a history like, there. Like, Yeah. And I'm exactly, sure the A's, the A's knew this. This is why it's so surprising to, to me. It's like out of all the people, like, he must have some crazy upside, man. I'm going to – when we're done here, I'm going to go look at some YouTube videos or something just it's of like, him playing baseball just to see. It's like two videos, man. He hasn't played that much. Like, I like know. Like just, I saw like, one loop like, of him, like, hitting a bomb at the Coliseum. That's all I could find. It's, it's like it's like free roll like the two same clips of college. It's like oh, he's only two games he played in. All right, like, yeah, like, we'll take him. We'll take him. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's some kid out there who like hit 350, just waiting to get picked in like the 30th round. Not gonna get the call, right? Jeez, yeah, man. man. I, I, but like they say, man, like you know, I have to, I have to turn the scouting on it because like it's like yeah, you know, like if if they're saying this kid is dynamic, is dynamic as he is, and if he just committed, like I mean that's that's. Uh, he must be for you guys to take him for the ninth pick. I just don't know. Like you know, right. I mean, everywhere I've looked, like this Cape Cod League, he's gotten like he got carved up in the Cape Cod League. You know what I mean? But it just might be because like he had to go back to football camp in two weeks and he's right. only there for a month. Like you know what I mean? So you just I don't know. Like and you months. yeah, and you when you look at yeah, and you have to care. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you have exactly. to care to put in the work. You know, um, you can have all the. Uh, God-given or whoever-given ability that you want, but you got to put in some type of work, you know? Right. He's going to go from 100,000 fans, think about, to like 
school to like Vermont. Yeah, and he knows you know that. I mean? like, and you know, and and uh, I don't know if we'll have time to get into it today, but that's a whole different conversation just with uh, minorities, uh, American minorities, you know, in the black community, just as far as getting them to play baseball. When you look at you know oh, yeah. the everybody knows it's like you know the quick money is in basketball and football, and then you know you don't there's no minor leagues. Yeah, sure the. NBA has a G League, but that's only one. You know, uh, how many people do you know that have gone high in the draft and in the MLB draft and just, you know, never panned out? You know, it's a grind, yeah. man. It's really a grind. Yeah. Um, then you yeah. get up there, and who knows how long you're actually going to be up there. I know people that have had a cup of coffee, but to actually have a career is right. completely different. Right. Exactly, man. Exactly. And like, the interesting thing, the thing with them is like, when you struggle in the middle of nowhere in Vermont, like, what are you going to do? Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, cause like when you, like, you know, when you go to those summer leagues and you're hitting like crap, it's like, and you're in the middle of nowhere and like, it's nothing but like you and the freaking mosquitoes. You're like, all right, like, what am I doing with my life? Like, yeah. what is this? Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be interesting, man. All right, man. Well, before we wrap up, I want to switch things up a bit. Like I said, want to get into some, want to get into the mind a little bit of a beat writer, of a journalist, and take us through, you know, some of the things that you know us uh, non-journalists kind of envision in our mind. Um, okay, so out of the AL West, where is your favorite place to visit? And you cannot say Los Angeles. Oh, I can't say Los Angeles. Okay, uh, AL West, dude. Underrated, San Diego, man. San Diego. San man. Diego. That's San wait. Diego. That isn't that NL. That's NL. Oh, oh, AL West. Yes, AL West. you're. Yeah, the sorry, A's sorry. division. Yeah, oh, the A's division. Oh man, that's that's kind of that's kind of crappy, man. Uh, I thought what you know, Drake's always talking about Houston. Isn't Houston lit? Dude, Houston's all right, man. Like I got I got bad food poisoning in Houston. No, you know what? Like I'll just but like you gotta think, man. Like all right, like. It's, like the, the NL West is like the gym. Like you get like Phoenix, you get like LA, like right. You know what I mean? You get freaking like you get all these different places. Like we don't get LA, we get Anaheim. Like, yeah, that's true. Know? That's really we true. Get, we don't get like we don't get Phoenix. We get Dallas, like Arlington. Like right. well, that's the worst. But right. I, but okay, I, I'd probably say I'd probably say Houston, man. Because yeah. like you know, what I mean, it's just a cool thing to say. But like, I will, where am I gonna go? Like. Dallas, like where am I gonna go? Like, uh, <laughs> like, like me, Anaheim. I could say that, but it's like, dude, like, I mean, that's it's, it's yeah, whatever. It's probably it's, raining in Seattle. If you, oh my god, Seattle, Seattle's cool, but like it's 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 yeah, it's raining, it's cold. Like in the press box, like this guy, uh, they have like their windows are like, like they have like these like weird windows, so like they have to like they have to like open up the press box press box windows like all the time like they're like it's like 50 degrees outside or like 48 degrees and like the press box windows are like all the way open because like the the pr person like yeah they have to be open they have to be open. yeah <laughs> and like no heat is on so like you're sitting there with like your north face jacket and it's like you know this is crazy right so like i'd probably say i'd probably say uh houston man i mean okay like, they have a nice stadium quaint you know what i mean it's uh, houston's a cool town but you know i just kind of got that food poison there so i kind of got peeled at that pissed yeah. off at that but whatever okay alright that's what I thought but I had to ask so you know the way I always think I know when you get these press conferences 
it's always it's always funny because I'm thinking in my mind, you know, I think a lot of people think, wow, it's cool. They get to be, you know, really close to the athletes and things like that. But like you have to they are people and you got to deal with personalities. Like I feel like I would be afraid of like because a lot of times I talk before I think. So I'm asking, you know, mm-hmm. I could ask a question and then someone's like, what type of stupid question is that? Like, are you ever yeah. like, you know, or like if you can tell someone, you know, someone just went over five and you're like, I got to ask this stupid question but i gotta do it anyway and even like you know people on the outside will you know the media takes a lot of you know flank for that you know it's like why would you ask that question it's like well because i have to you know what i mean yeah 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 man i think <laughs> yeah I, there was this there, it's funny that you asked there was this like it, it like usually usually since the a's are so small a lot of times like they don't do like you can just like after the game like you just go to the club out like the manager's always at the podium right or in his office but like uh, at the manager's at the podium on the on the at home on the road he's in his office so it's like because it's like more of like an intimate setting like yeah be people there like it's just like kind of just the beat writers but like I remember I remember one time I think it was Seattle like <laughs> uh, Matt Chapman had made an error like and it was like it was a, it was the reason it was like the reason they lost like you know what I mean like and like I'm just, yeah. it was like it was like <laughs> it was the reason they lost and so like. They, like, all the beat writers, they went to, like, talk to, like, everybody goes to talk to the pitcher, yada, yada, like, they're all, like, starting to get, you know, so, like, I try to go be a little bit different about it and not try to follow the scrum all the time because it's, like, that's not really how you get different stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, the athletic is looking for something different, but I'm, like, and, like, nobody talked to Matt that day, and, like, they just went up back upstairs, and I'm, like, wait, hold on, like, somebody has to speak. So, to you're me. saying they were scared. They were scared. I don't know if they were scared, but I think they they made it was a late game. All right, I'm gonna I'm giving the I'm giving the benefit of the doubt because they're they're good at their jobs. It's a late game, they're right. on deadline, they had to get it in, but like nobody talked to them. And I'm like, wait, wait, dude, this kid can't get get let off the hook like this. And somebody has to at least ask him, like, you know what I mean? Right. And I could tell he was, and he was like looking back, like to see if like the reporters are there, like, you know what I mean? Like just hoping that they weren't gonna come over and talk to him. I was like, screw it, like you know what I mean? Like I'll I'll go up there and ask him. So like and I did not want to ask him, but I knew but I knew journalistically I had to ask him. Like, right. I had to at least give him the give him the, give him a chance to comment like on it. And so I was like, Matt, like, do you have a second? <laughs> and like he even looked my way. He just said, Nah. He just like shook his head, nah. <laughs> and kept walking into the into the kitchen. I was like, No and I was like, Okay, all right. So then I wrote my piece. I was like, "Yeah, like I asked, I asked if he had a chance." He said, "No," like in that because that's what happened. Right. So then the next day, like he comes up to me and was like, "Yo, man, like I just want to, like you know, I just want to apologize. Like you know, I was just like in a bad like place mentally. You know, what I mean, it wasn't about you. It was just about like you know, what I mean, like it was a bit about the, about the situation. And I get it. Like I've been a player before. I know what that feeling feels like. Not on that level because obviously I'm not a major leaguer." Like I get the feeling of feeling like crap and feeling like dang, like I just let my team down or whatever like that. Right. But like journalistically, I couldn't. Like I was like, okay, I can't be a punk. I have to ask because I want to ask him. Right. Like you know what I mean? But like it is those times where it's like, dang, I don't really want to ask this dude this, but I have to ask this dude this because I know I have a job. I know I have a boss. Like like Tim Kawakami, who's not scared of anything. Yeah. Yeah. If I show that I'm scared of this or, or show that like I'm intimidated by this. I'm gonna be looked at funny, so like, right? You know what I mean? It is that kind of that fine line where you try to you try to find that, but like that that uh that balance, but like it, it's definitely hard, especially 
especially like in your first year when you're just getting to know these guys like I was and like you're trying to get them like not on your side but get them to like respect you on a sense. So like the more you show up, the more they see you doing your job with like integrity and you're not trying to burn anybody, you know, you're not looking for clicks, the more they respect you. You know, they may not be your friends, but they'll definitely respect you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just always found that really interesting because it's just, you know, I, I personally try to put myself in uh, you know, your shoes and people that do your job, like things like that. Uh, but at the same time, it's funny when you just see it on the outside and it's just like, so, um, you know, like right after like a terrible throw and then like, you know, the ones that make it on Sports Center is just like, so what was your thought process there when you when you made that throw? Right. And it's like, what do you think my process was? Like, I wasn't right. trying to throw it into the outfield, you know? Um, exactly. But you got to ask, you got to ask, man. It's, uh, you know, I think the way you're saying it's a matter of how you ask and you know kind of how you go about it and obviously it seems like you know you have great great uh you know bosses and mentors kind of showing you the way of how to not get uh a yelled at by the players and b made fun of by people sitting on their couch assuming they can do your job yeah for sure, <laughs> for sure man it's it, it, it's tough man it's it, it's tough sometimes but like i mean even me at to a certain point when i first started out like dude ask the most rambling questions yeah like the pr part the PR person came out to me and was like, yo, like, just maybe just, like, shorten your questions up a bit because, like, I don't know if, like, Bob Melvin understands what you're asking him. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you might be right. Yeah, maybe I should just ask a simple question. Like, yeah, but it's, like, it, you just you just get nervous at first. No, right? I feel I, you. I get nervous. Yeah, definitely. It's like in class or, you know, when we have our um, – uh, town halls here at work or something like that and we'll be like, any questions someone's like I have a two part question everyone, everyone rolls their eyes always always right? <laughs> it's like right. nobody likes that person um, exactly okay so last question I have for you again Julian McWilliams with The Athletic he's doing great work fellow Temple alum uh, thank you for taking the time again Julian I do have one more question so like I said, journalists, beat writers, you guys, you're people, right? And, you know, especially yeah. for baseball, it's such a long season. I'm sure that, you know, uh, you have people that you know in different cities and, you know, uh, colleagues, if you will, that you, you know, you're you in the same space or maybe even work for The Athletic. So I, I, I want to just, if no names, obviously, but, you know, I know that uh, I don't know if you knew this, but before I went to Temple, I was at Sonoma State. And a guy that you uh, may or may not know who also started at Sonoma State is Anthony Slater, who also writes for The Athletic for the Warriors. Right. So I haven't talked to Anthony in a long time, but I have a buddy who was my roommate at Sonoma. We all kicked it freshman year. And, uh, you know, I've heard some stories. Uh, Anthony, I'm kind of calling you out. No names, but I know that you journalists do get after it. And they are some, you know, when you're out there in the city, you know, uh, it's yeah. just like anything else. You know, you guys are uh, just like happy hours and things like that. But I think it's funny because you're looked at as like entertainers in a way or athletes as like, we only see you during your job. So if you have any funny stories about like, you know, uh, going out and like having a good time just to kind of remind everybody that you know you were all humans as well yeah man uh, uh what was it spring training uh it's like it's spring training it's like dude like it's like you're a zombie during spring training right <laughs> like it's like it's like it's like because it's like you have like these 6 a.m wake up calls and yeah stuff like it's terrible like it's, it's horrible like you know what i mean like they're at the club out by seven like 
just sitting around the clubhouse, like walking around, like at like by like seven o'clock, trying to get a quote from somebody. It's like seven. It's crazy. Yep. So like me, me and me, me and uh, me and another guy, like me and me and him kick it hard, like right, right. It's it's, but it's like, and he knew some people out there, out there in, in the Scottsdale area, and you know, if you ever been to Scottsdale, like Scottsdale's kind of like the place to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like in terms of just 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 a party town, like it's a big big party town. And one of my boys was like, yo, you're gonna have a lot of fun out there. I was like, really? And, like, and I went out there. We were, I was actually out there for spring training. I'm like, oh, like I now I see what he's talking about. <laughs> and so like, dude, we were out to like four, four. Like it was our first. It was like our first year in the beat. We were out like to like four four thirty in the morning, right? Right. Had to be in the clubhouse by like in like two hours. It was like, bro, like I don't think we're gonna get that much sleep, right? And it was like, it was like kind of, it was like one of the, it was like one of the days that. Like, didn't really have to be there, but but we had to be there since like we were the first year guys. It's like you have to show up, you have to show face, right? Guy, you have to do this. And so like dude, we were out to like four thirty, got back, got back at five thirty. I was like, I'm gonna get like a ten minute nap. That didn't work because I was paranoid about sleeping. Like, like basically like you know just oversleeping and oh yeah, and having like having like met a lot of like slack messages from our boss like where are you like nobody says you're there like you have to be there yeah and so basically like, i'm walking on the clubhouse at 7 a.m and i'm like dude i don't feel good like my stomach is like bubbling like like i don't know how i'm here like and, like both our eyes are like bloodshot red like we we're out the whole night and it was it, 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 long story short it was a bad day like it just wasn't <laughs> a bad morning like it was a bad day yeah so, like, yeah you know, we definitely do like uh, definitely do try to get after a little bit because our jobs are so uh, are so stressful. Mm-hmm. And, like you get off like you get off work at like one a.m. sometimes, so it's like, yo, know, I have to, like I I just can't go home now. Like, I I want to go out and get a drink. Like I'm already out here. Like I've been in been locked in like this baseball field. I feel like all day. So like, yeah, yo, let me go get something. But like definitely during spring training, man. Like you know, it's just such a zombie. It's every day. Like for like a month and a half straight that it's like, yo, like I need to do something. So that's one story. Like, yeah, we, but we definitely do get out. That is I mean, awesome, man. Like freaking 30 pounds, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I'm no longer 170. Like I look, I look still at the, at the, at the, at the uh, doctor's office. Other day. He's like, all right, 210. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what have you been doing? He's like, what have I not been doing? Honestly, nothing. I just, just, Drinking and freaking writing. That's yeah, it. man. Well, I I learned two things. Uh, one, got to go to Scottsdale, and two, spring train is coming up, yeah, so you will be getting a personal call from me. I might have to stop by and check this out. Hey, man, come through anytime, man. Well, I know because I know if I'm hungover, you know, and I just got to sit in front of a computer, that's hard enough. I can only imagine like being active. You know what I mean? Like, because I didn't get these type of hangovers like in school when like stuff was going on. Like having these these twenty eight year old hangovers are no joke. They are no joke. Yeah, they're bad, man. You know, wake up with dry mouth and all that, all the whole night. Yeah. You know, gosh. Well, for shoot, sure. man. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, it's been great talking sure. to you. I got my first friend of the show, so I'm excited about that. I uh, would love to have you on again. Uh, well, I was going to say closer to spring training, but you might be a little bit busy. But um, nah, Hey, anytime you need me, man, I'm here. 
All right, yeah, I will definitely uh, contact you. Hey, keep doing great work, man. You're representing, you know, a lot of the same things I represent, being a minority, you know, being in the sports space and really making a name for yourself. Uh, you know, you got a lot of cities on your back, you know, representing Harlem, you know, got your background in Philly, and now you in the O, you know, you repping the town. Um, so it's really exciting, man, and thank you again for taking the time. Have a great uh, have a great season. Go A's, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I will talk to you soon. Hey, appreciate that, bro. Anytime, man. All right, everybody, that about wraps up the show for today. As always, I am Alan Styles, and this is The Styles Files. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to follow Julian McWilliams on Twitter. Uh, he's doing great work. And subscribe to The Athletic so you can read all his great stuff. Until next time, have a great weekend. Be safe, be well, be wise. Peace.